welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. I'm Chingai, and I'm here with Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, Chingai. Hey, everyone. How's, how, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I mean, it's, what is it, month six of lockdown-ish, kind of? Uh-huh. I feel like I've just grown roots. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we last spoke. It has. It has. And I've watched a lot of Hallmark <laughs> in between. <laughs> As per usual. This week, we're going back to our Christmas movies. Which is a good thing because it's September. We're heading into the Burr months. We're in holiday season, officially, in the Philippines at least. And so is Hallmark. It's gonna go into its holiday season too. Which yeah. is awesome. The previews for Countdown to Christmas are already starting. And I mean, right now, technically, we're still in fall harvest, but they're already showing previews of Christmas, Countdown to Christmas, which starts October 27th. So I guess watch out, guys. Chingai and I are still figuring out what we're going to do for that. It's a lot. But it's the most it's the most important time of the year. It is. So, it's... you know, we're, we're going to have to step up our game for this one. <laughs> I feel. I, I think so, too. Do you have a homework happy thought this week? I, I actually do. Um, you mentioned fall harvest, and I'm really looking forward to <laughs> falling for Look Lodge. Is yeah. what I'm excited for because, like, I I don't know the entire like filmography of the Hallmark Channel, but it seems like the first time they're putting up an interracial couple for their movie, and I think it's a step in the right direction. The girl is gorgeous. I don't know so who she perfect. is, and. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see them do new things. And, you know, it, it's 2020. It's about time they did this. I concur completely. So I, th- I looked her up and her, her the actress's name is Clark Bacco. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but she's beautiful. I think between you and I, we've seen a whole lot of Hallmark movies. And you're right. I think this is the first where it's an interracial couple and not as a side character. They are the leads. Because I think my Hallmark happy thought was having a bit more diversity in the Hallmark universe with Wedding Every Weekend, they featured a lesbian couple as one of the friends' weddings and that already you know, created such an uproar in the Hallmark land. But this is, I think, a really great step in Hallmark being more representative of the, the country they actually shoot. And well, technically Canada is where they shoot, but you know, neither here nor there. For uh, sure, because like our favorite cast members from When Calls the Heart, when all these, all these, you know, issues started coming up about diversity and Black Lives Matter, they're very vocal about it, right? So I think maybe the higher ups could be getting pressure from them too, right? And so I think it, you know, overall it's a good, it's a good development. It really is, and I think they they did they hire like a new CEO or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. a name a new president CEO of Crown Media, Wanya Lucas, and I don't know if this is her mark or her stamp, but I'm really looking forward to a way more diverse and way more realistic lineup moving forward. It's, not just like it's coming yeah. off of that controversy they had right earlier this year when they yeah. what happened? There was an ad that there was an ad for a wedding website or a wedding registry site wherein right. it featured a gay couple lesbian couple and people were up in arms over it so mm-hmm. you know what hallmark be the change you want to see and really excited for this so yeah what care, serious care enough care <laughs> enough to send the very best hallmark <laughs> exactly hashtag care enough On a lighter note, yeah, let's start our second episode of Christmas movies. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're starting with an oldie but a goodie. Nine, the Nine Lives of Christmas, starring Kimberly Sustad and Brandon Rao. Fireman Zachary Stone is a confirmed bachelor who doesn't believe in love or commitment. When a stray tabby cat named Ambrose shows up at his door, Zachary takes him in and slowly starts to see that a little companionship might not be so bad after all. Zachary's commitment to solitude is further challenged when he meets Mary Lee, an animal lover and veterinary student who teaches him how to care for his new feline roots. There's an apartment upstairs with a separate entrance. Do you allow cats? Allow them. We require them. You can't decide not to fall in love. It's Christmas. Time for miracles. Sometimes love finds you when you weren't even looking. I watched this a ton of times even before even before like we would talk about Hallmark movies together um I had seen this movie and I I don't know I have it on file I remember seeing it around Christmas time and loving it so much that I pushed it on my family <laughs> and made them watch it on New Year's <laughs> for our for family dinner thing yeah I had it on the TV and everyone is forced to watch it that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> did they like it? my sisters-in-law did and th- th- their opinion is the only opinion matters, <laughs> frankly <laughs> it was my first time to watch it actually and yeah I'll share my thoughts after you share yours but it was my okay. first time and you have watched this more than nine times for the nine more days. than nine times yeah I, I'm, I'm pretty confident about that Anyway, so we get a fireman here. Brandon Routh, I think around this time, he was still off the Superman movie. So he, that was, he was still like imbibing that Clark Kent thing, which is which makes him perfect for the fireman hero rule because he saves cats. He, you know, he does all these things. But then at the same time, he's also kind of a jerk. <laughs> he He's not a... Yeah, he's a commitment phobe, basically. Anyway, he runs into... Kimberly Sustad, Mary Lee. Yeah, well, this was when Hallmark was doing like all the names had yeah. something to do with Christmas. So yeah, Mary Lee oh was a vet student, so she's like super serious, you know, into animals and all that. And he's like fireman hunk kind of. So there we have our contrasting couple. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think at the time when I first watched this, I was just too focused on Brandon Ruff because like I have such a huge crush on him that I, I I felt like I didn't really pay attention to Kimberly Sustad. Like I didn't know she was a she was like a star in the Hallmark Channel, the Hallmark Universe. I didn't know she was an A-lister over there because all I cared about was like the Superman guy. Upon rewatch, um, I began to appreciate her a little more, and you know, my attention was now. Split. Uh, divided, yeah, between the two of them. <laughs> I think contrast to you, it's my first time to see it. And you had been raving about this movie forever. I think at the genesis of when we found out we both liked Hallmark movies, you like mentioned right away Nine Lives of Christmas as one of your favorite ones. I wouldn't say that I was born a cat person. I think I grew to be a cat person given all the close friends in my life that love cats. So I've kind of like grown into it, but I wouldn't say it was like my natural inclination. And so... I've held off watching this one until for this episode. But girl, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I think I was just texting you the whole time because I'm like, how did I how did I keep myself from watching this this whole time? It, it's such a gem. It is such a gem. What spoke to you? <laughs> so what spoke to me is just, well, number one, now we don't have the excuse of 
calling a Hallmark movie in the before times because this is quite an old Hallmark movie and we usually have that excuse of like oh it was made in like 20 whatever so you know they didn't really master the art yet of making movies but we don't have that excuse anymore because this is an old movie but they got it right i was smiling the entire time i was watching the movie i usually do a lot of the christmas movies because of the amount they produce a lot of them become manicure movies because like you're doing your manicure and you're watching but this one i i, I was watching it completely riveted i wasn't even on my phone i think i just like stood up literally paused the movie and went to text you because i was just really really into it from i i loved how i'm not a brandon ruth fan either so that's the other surprising thing is that i like how they turned the fireman trope on its head usually they would or make a hero out of the firefighter which is good because they are first responders and heroes but they've humanized them by making him not wanting to commit and he's the lead guy usually hallmark makes the lead guys ready to fall, committed guy. If he's a single dad, he's ready. You know what I mean? Like all of that. And yet this guy was like anti-commitment. And I found yeah. that really refreshing. I don't think mm -hmm. we've seen one of those lately. So I, I just like that how they would use these tropes of like firefighters or like animals, but kind of turn it on its head. He didn't even want to keep the cat, right? Like in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Down to the secondary characters, everyone was so likable the firefighter crew like usually i hate the secondary characters or like don't care and this one i was actually really rooting for them so it was just delightful in that sense that it, it surpassed expectations of being an old hallmark movie at least for me. it really it really did i think i judged it in the beginning <laughs> just because <laughs> i felt like hallmark movies were like i guess i still feel this a little bit now they're they're kind of like wish fulfillment for like midwestern moms <laughs> And I felt like Kimberly's aesthetic embodied that. Like, you know, she's not, like, gorgeous, right? It's, it's like, he, he's the gorgeous one, and she's like, she's okay. But then now I, I'm seeing that her, her character was, was really well put together. <laughs> she's a good person and all of that. I just didn't like how, I think in, in this respect, they, it was an old Hallmark movie. How they, how they pit her against the model girlfriend. Mm, yeah. It's always the model who's the yeah. bad girl. I mean, I wish they could make a Hallmark movie about the model and she's have her... Girl. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, all these models, I mean, I don't think maybe, they're all horrible. Maybe in the new Hallmark universe, yeah. uh, we'll get more of yeah. it. Diversity, a black guys. model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a black model who's, like, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> she, she has a bit of a crush on him, but she realizes that, you know, it, it's like she's reaching for the stars, plus she wants to focus on her vet career and all of that, but she kind of pretends that she's going out with him just to get her sister off her case. She pretends that she's got this boyfriend and she calls him brown eyes. <laughs> she's such a klutz. Um, she, she slips up and it, it's very obvious that she likes him, but he's kind of like trying not to concentrate on that because yeah because he is a player and you know he's got he's not gonna hitch his horse to her wagon or anything like that so i think my favorite part of this movie is when she loses her apartment because her landlord finds out that she has a cat and it's against the rules and he volunteers to put her up 
and apart from being a fireman he's also like a fixer upper on the side so yes. he's renovating this house and so she's rooming in with him and she's helping him with the chores and they have this montage of him painting the walls and you know deciding on colors and all of that and I think it, I love that part of this movie me too I, I also called that out, like them living together and that entire montage of spending time redoing the house, looking for Christmas trees, jogging, everything. It killed me. I also really appreciated how they would always use Queenie and Ambrose as metaphors for themselves. Whenever they would refer to like, oh yeah, Queenie and Ambrose, you know, really like spending time together. They'll miss each other. Or, and, and as as placeholders for them talking about their feelings. I really liked how she was upfront about how she felt in a way, mm-hmm. wherein she was more, she admitted it to herself at least at the and she wasn't in denial about it and obviously it took time for him to come around but I thought it was cute in the way they revealed it in the end of how they called back to all the different things of how you know shouted from the roof shouted from the highest place you know when he climbs up the fire truck and it's very pretty woman very pretty woman I thought it was just really refreshing considering again because my bias is that it's an old movie and it can't Mm -hmm. be this good yeah. the, the kiss was pretty cute also um her friend was like, goading her into like okay just test test if he feels something for you by hanging mistletoe and then see if he pays attention and they're having this awkward conversation and she's like trying to be casual knowing that the mistletoe is hanging and he kind of leaves but then he turns around and comes back and kisses her on the lips because because that's the sign right he's into you he kisses you on the lips and not on the not on your cheek. So that was super cute. I, I really loved that. And I mean, yeah, we've been talking about Ambrose and Queenie all the time, but as a cat person, okay, I feel like Hallmark has been very, very unfair to the cats. Mm. <laughs> because it's always dogs. That's see? True. I, That's true. I, they, cats don't get screen time. And I think that they, you know, they add something nice <laughs> to no, movies. So come on, Hallmark, more cats. No, definitely. And I think one of like the themes we had when we were putting all these like possible movie themes together, we had a lot of dogs. Because like there were like mm-hmm. eight, nine movies on dogs. And I don't know if we had enough, if any, any cats at all. So yeah. Hallmark, lots of cat people out there need some cat love. <laughs> cat Over- ladies needing cat love. <laughs> Overall, Chingai? Above average movie for me. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. I think really above average for me. I think it, again, coming from a base of like, coming from zero to hero for me. So, good Mm. job. Good job, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Homer. Speaking of zeros and heroes, (laughs) we move on to our next movie. We are going to talk about our homecoming for the holidays, which is the story of country singer Charlotte, who is the home for the holidays, and her brother Ryan's fellow ex-soldier Matt is in town. My gosh, what a, what a fucking stretch. Uh, she's writing her new album. Charlotte works with Matt to build a house for a friend in town. If you guys think that is like the craziest plotline ever and most like, what? There is no cohesion? You just wait. This stars Laura Osnes and Stephen Hazar and was shot in 2019. In a story about family. I'm always on your team. Community. We partner with Pets for Vets. They help place shelter dogs with veterans. And trusting your heart. Aren't you supposed to be writing songs? Well, hanging out with you might give me something to write about. That synopsis made no sense because honestly, <laughs> nothing about this movie makes sense. I chose this movie because when I first watched it last year, it was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries lineup. And honestly, last year was such a shit show that this movie was so good compared to everything else. But when you line it up versus all the other movies we're going to talk about today, 
I'm afraid to say that it didn't quite make the same impression as it did on me last year. <laughs> but the saving grace for me would be Laura Osnes uh, and Stephen Hazar, actually, let's be fair. I think I'm gonna... So obviously the conflict for me is that there is no one conflict. There is too much going on. We had to cover one Hallmark movie wherein they just throw everything in the sink in it, and it's this. This movie had the troops. They had people getting shipped abroad. They had PTSD. They had families giving up their businesses. They had parents retiring. They had country stars. They had country star love triangles. They had a do- like a, a school they kid. They had dogs. They had dogs. They had a school kid. They had adoption. They had everything. And sometimes everything too much is just too much. And this is a movie where there is too much. In hindsight, I mean, it's cute. Like, the way they meet is cute. They have great chemistry. Even though they're almost kisses. Because, you know, like, I can't even talk about this movie in bits and pieces because there's really literally so much going on. But I guess just to focus in on the love triangle portion. As a country star, Laura Osney's character is stuck in this, like, she's writing an album. Oh, she's writing an album too. And <laughs> there's this country star that they're kind of pairing her with, but then it's been over, so now they're just friends, but then he comes back to visit her. But at the same time, she's falling for this ex-soldier who's kind of, like, been friends with her family and, and all that. Their chemistry is great. Whenever he looks at her, you're just like, wow. And what's refreshing about this movie is that they actually admit to wanting to try things out, except that they're both so fucking busy with everything in their lives that they have no time for it. It's such a waste because they are adorable. Steven Azar and Laura Ossie's height differential is amazing. When they do the kiss and he climbs up the stairs and she's still a step above and he's still taller than her, I love that shit, <laughs> but I wasn't able to like enjoy it to the fullest because I was just like, wait, there's seven other fucking storylines that I don't have space in my head for. <sighs> Sorry, I'm it's literally, so it's 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 all <laughs> over the place, and it it's just so weird to be watching this again and realize how messed up this movie is. When last <laughs> year, it was like, wow, I love this movie. Wow, <laughs> movies and mystery saving the day. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was so bad. It's it was so bad. it was really so bad. Okay, so. I mean, about the the love triangle. Okay, the guy is so... He just reminds me of Trace from Chesapeake Shores. <laughs> the, the other guy, right? The second... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't... Mm, no. Exactly, no. And then, and then there's just a lot of family dynamic going on. And, and, you know, I just want to concentrate on the two of them. You can't. Right? If, if you peel all the unnecessary layers off, it's pretty if. good. I like how they how they do this. Like, they're very flirty towards Super. each other. It's very clear that they like each other, just the way we like it. He gets her number. They're mature, but they're playful. At the same time, yes. they tease it out. This is, like, making it sound really good. But then, they but throw then. all these things, like, like a reindeer relay race. And, you know, all these, like, what's that Gloria Estefan movie? Music of Where my she's, heart? like, a music... Yes! There's, like, that <laughs> angle where, like, her mom's a music teacher and she's saving the kid, sending her to college, setting up a scholarship. Oh, we don't <laughs> There's care a scholarship. about it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Hallmark is, like, a family-centric channel, but this is just, this is so just too much. much. <laughs> it's literally every trope. You know how when there's probably a brainstorm and they're like, hey, what are the concepts we're going to include? And then you have, like, a, a board of, like, all these post-its of different concepts. And instead of picking one, they choose everything that they brainstorm. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like there was an earthquake and all the post-its fell and they just <laughs> didn't fix it. <laughs> oh, 
man. Said, okay, let's call it homecoming for the holidays. Shit. No, <laughs> and you know what? If they just peeled it back to the love story, it would have probably been like a 20-minute like comedy because it would have been super quick. Because again, too much shit going on. So mm-hmm. for me, I would have rated this movie so much higher if it was just so much more distilled. But this could have done so much work on like the editing of the script because I don't know Chingai what a waste what a waste of Laura Osney's she mm-hmm. is yeah such a star she is uh, sadly <laughs> sadly sad. <laughs> sadly this sad. is just this is just not not worth your time guys we watched it we watched it more than once yeah. so you never have to watch it yeah. ever <laughs> yeah. I mean maybe if you watch it alongside the 2019 movies on Hallmark Channel main then this will stand out. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't in good faith recommend this movie to you. <laughs> Hashtag do better, Hallmark. Be best. Be best. But yeah, oh my gosh. Alright. Well, when we come back, we're gonna head to, over to the next three, fingers crossed, better movies <laughs> for our second holiday episode. Alright, we're back. From a homecoming for the holidays, we're going home for the holidays. Apparently, Hallmark <laughs> does really, they need to up their game when it comes to the titles. Because, you know, honestly, watching all these home, um, all these Christmas movies, it's just like, okay, yeah, let, let's watch um, Home for the Holidays because, you know, it sounds nice. And then and then I watch it in the, in the first, like, 10 seconds. I'm like, wait, I think I've seen this before. It's just like a, a blur. Because all the titles really need some work. Yeah, no, the titles are really bad. Mistletoe Kisses, Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses. Like, what? Sometimes they make no sense. Sometimes they're just like, again, like, you know those magnets that are like poetry? The refrigerator magnets. Yeah, I feel like they just do that for like the Christmas movie titles and, well, any title in general. Sometimes, Not that I could think of a better one. Sometimes the titles make no sense and sometimes the movies make no sense. Gladly, <laughs> Christmas at Graceland, Home for the Holidays, makes a lot of sense. In my All book. All right, uh, let's get into this. Christmas at Graceland Home for the Holidays stars Caitlin Doubleday and Adrienne Grenier. Harper is in Memphis before Christmas, visiting her sister and family after three years working at museums in Europe. Visiting Graceland with her two nieces, Harper meets a single dad of three kids and is offered a job as nanny. Come on back to Graceland for one of the most fun holiday movies of the season. Welcome, everyone. It's so magical. Isn't that what home's supposed to feel like? This was one of the gems of 2019 <laughs> Hallmark, which did not have a lot of gems, but yeah, no. gladly they, they, they invested in this. I'm not a fan of Elvis, so I'm not into the whole Graceland thing. And honestly, when I see like a header like Christmas at Graceland, I kind of get turned off because you know ah, it's gonna be like country singing. No, well, not country singing, but you know all these old timey things that I'm really not into. <laughs> you know Tennessee stuff. But I'm glad I gave this a chance because well, okay, one thing it already had going for it even before I watched it was Adrian because he was a crush of mine ever since he came out and dragged me crazy yeah i didn't yeah. see entourage um i know he's the bad guy and the devil wears prada but i don't care because he's we don't cute. care i normally don't like movies about dads with kids like single dads and i don't like movies with kids but again if you put a good looking person someone who's good looking enough i'm gonna watch it 
And true enough, I watched this. Other appealing thing for me, watching this movie again this time around, is Caitlin Doubleday, who was our hero from Love on Iceland. She's such mm-hmm. a delightful actress. And I'm so glad they, they paired the two of them together. Okay, so this movie is like Sound of Music, but make it Hallmark. There's a lot of singing. There's kids. There's a Von Trapp thing going on here. Obviously, Harper isn't a nun. <laughs> She's not gonna no. be a nun here. But yeah, she is. She does play temporary nanny to them. I like how she's a cosmopolitan woman. She's well-traveled. Like, she's lived in Europe for three years. And, you know, she's back home to see about a future job in London. It, it's just nice that, you know, they, they didn't make it one of those, like, really boring, you know, she's like a lawyer in the big city and all of that. I mean, it's interesting that she's, like, an art person and she works in museums. I mean, they should do this more because, like, clearly there are more jobs than, you know, what Hallmark movies would have us believe. There are in the real world. He's a tech guy. Like he has like a huge house, and yeah, ha- and he he is a widow, so he's just trying to make things work. He's being extremely regimented with his kids because you know he's a single dad. He's he has to to manage everything really well. And suddenly, like this, you know, bubbly, spontaneous, well-traveled girl comes into their lives, and kind of mixes things up for them, which is great for the kids, and obviously great for him. <laughs> I love this movie, Chingai. And you're right. Like, you know, when you put two gorgeous people in it, I can forget all the things I hate about it, including children. (laughs) Because there was a lot of children, to be fair. Not just her nieces, there's his kids. It's like too much children for me, to be honest. But Caitlin Doubleday needs to be in everything. We loved her on Love on Iceland. And I love her here. We need to diversify as well the jobs that we glorify. Because that's what I liked about this movie. They made it they made her job description a positive thing. Usually, whenever they do big city girls, they're always just like, oh yeah, but she's forgotten her roots. Or you know what I mean? Like, oh, but she needs to come home. But here, they were actually really pushing her to like, yeah, no, she's looking forward to her job in Europe. Of course, spoiler alert, duh, she doesn't go. But the fact that they built it up as a positive is like a good sign for me that we're kind of shifting towards like, yes, you can be a career woman and it can be okay, you know? And, and I like that he works in tech. They're trying in incremental ways to make Hallmark a bit more modern. Unfortunately, we still get the trope of like the wholesome family guy or whatever who happens to be a widow. They're always widowers in this. But yeah, I mean, you can't ask for too much. I, I thought it was nice that they finally made her the cool aunt, you know? That it was cool to be well-traveled and that it's... It's something that the girls can look up to and, and aspire for rather than just being like, but I want to stay in the small town. And not that that's a bad thing, right? It's just the only thing they ever show. Mm-hmm. So it's refreshing. And she's, ugh, I love her. What a fucking delight. She's, she, she, she's been everything. Like she, she teaches them about, you know, holiday traditions and all these countries she's been to. It just adds a little more <laughs> to, you know, to, to our typical, to what would have been a typical Hallmark movie. I did not mind the singing. There's a lot of singing. (laughs) Obviously, it's Christmas at Graceland, so they're gonna, you know, sing all of the Elvis hits. But she has a great voice. I don't know if it's auto-tuned, though, but, you know, who cares? She looks great. I don't know. (laughs) She looks great. I think her cost, like, her wardrobe, fabulous. Yeah. She looked great for all their dates. And you know what I love? He asked her out on a date. Yes. He's like, yeah, do you want to He said the word date. Date. Doesn't exist anymore in the real world. They're not just fucking hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I know this is Hallmark, so it's not real. But yeah, it was nice. That was really nice. 
I liked how he kind of warmed up the... You know, he's like, first and foremost, he's a dad. So he's not entertaining any ideas about, you know, him and, and the attractive nanny or anything like that. Much like Captain Von Trapp. But then, you know, she does grow on him. And he is, I mean, he is a dad, but he's like a young dad. Yeah. He's, he's Adrian. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he can still get it. Right? And he can. And I love how the kids and Harper's sister conspired to give them like a some time off, just the two of them, and to have an adult night together. And it was so cute how when they got home, because she's staying in the guest house of his house. Of can you imagine that? I can't. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so when they get home, the kids prepare like a cookie kit. Where so that when they get home from the date or the party, the fundraiser or whatever, they can start baking cookies together and that's when when that's when he starts getting to know her and they have the authentic conversation and <laughs> And I yeah. love I love how he looks at her. I don't know. Cause his eyes are pretty special. So so they yes, they, they kinda zoom in on that. And it's just it's just great. So obviously she gets the London job and then what do I do? Of do course. I go to London? Do I stay here? But I love this family. I'm in love with him, even if it's just been two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's a movie. I like how he runs after her in the end when he thinks that she did take the job. And he he's like basically telling her that, you know, let's just make it work. You need to do what you want. And I didn't expect this, but I'm going to adapt because, you know, I want you in my life. And yeah, that that's great. <laughs> See, and similar to, sorry, I, I can't believe I'm bringing up this stupid movie again. Homecoming for the holidays. <laughs> They're, they're adults in adult relationships. They know that there are these hurdles that they are in front of, like long distance or whatever, but they're willing to make it work. And I love that. Like, it's not a happily ever after necessarily, but more of like a realistic, I like you, let's make this work. That's so much more romantic, right? Than just being like, than having everything resolved and just like, yeah, okay, happily ever after. No, it's not real. And I know, again, this is not real. It's a movie. They tell another <laughs> two weeks. But as real as a Hallmark movie can get. It's yeah. a very slow burn but i like it this way i mean it it's it, more realistic it makes, it makes realistic. The, the the final kiss worth it even if the kids join <laughs> i was like oh yeah you're still there fuck oh by the way just i thought i should mention her because this is christmas at graceman so priscilla presley makes an appearance yeah, that's true and it's 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 quite a surprise <laughs> it's, it's kind I of off taken aback yeah. yeah i was like oh she's here above average for me how about you no me too definitely above average for me and again it defies all logic because it's a fucking children you know infested movie my god wow children infested i really hate them (laughs) don't i and yet and yet so yeah kudos to this movie for making it defy the odds of something i wouldn't usually enjoy this movie gave me goosebumps go watch it go watch it it's quite cute speaking of more cute leading ladies our next movie is uh, check into christmas i think what's common about the the past three movies that we've discussed is that they star delightful hallmark stars that don't usually get like top billing they're usually very under the radar we've had caitlin doubleday who's so cute we've had laura osney's who needs to be in everything and for the trifecta for now we show check into christmas stars rachel boston rachel boston is amazing i loved her with paul in last bridesmaid i love how paul is just like yeah (laughs) andrew paul victor you know all, all, all the men in my life no, but yeah, it's it's amazing. So check into Christmas goes a little something like this. Julia, played by Rachel Boston, comes home to spend the holidays with her family, running their inn 
only to get caught up in a long-standing feud with a rival business. To complicate matters, the competition is an irresistible guy called Ryan, who is, of course, played by Wes Brown. Spend the Tuesday before Thanksgiving with a star-crossed Christmas love story. This whole feud, it happened, what, three generations ago? They started it. We were here first. That's a nice smile. Are you following me? The dance is tomorrow night, and I was wondering if you'd like to go with me. We talked about pumpkin pie wars <laughs> a couple episodes back. Well, if you put pumpkin pie wars in a Christmas movie, it would be check into Christmas. <laughs> change pumpkin pie to ins. <laughs> yeah, check change the pumpkin pie to in and make it the dads who are in a conflict. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In fact, it's quite a good thing. It's a it's a nice trope that they've perfected because it's the rival families who are somehow rivaling, but the kids, obviously, Romeo and Juliet style, are in love. The, the basic conflict of this, and again, this is a movie that has everything in it, from rival inns to all the Christmas activities to a fucking Christmas grand marshal to, <laughs> like, yeah, like, again, there's a lot. Uh, she has a job. He wants to expand. Big corporation is taking over something. But you know what the difference between this and Homecoming for the Holidays is? Is it makes it work. Because everything is kind of tied into the rivalry. And it all latches onto the rivalry. Whereas the other one... The other one. I just referred to the other one. Whereas that other movie that shall not be named anymore tried to just make everything stick. This one all kind of stemmed from the same thing. The families being at war. So we first meet them. Unknowingly, they meet each other at the train station because she's back for the holidays and so is he in the train station. And he gives her back her laptop and her sister calls out that she's, you know, fraternizing with the enemy. So it kind of sets the tone because there's that flirtiness but also you're like, oh, you know, this is forbidden. But I really liked it because they don't just go for an almost kiss they kind of just like go for it like they kiss they fall on kiss and they full on admit this attraction again it's the third mature movie because for all the fighting infighting between the parents they're just like hey do you want to go out for a uh, for dinner like and and she's just like kind of blowing him off and now what are you doing but he's super like are you stalking me? And she's like, oh, you're stalking me. So it's still very flirty. And I like it. They, they admit that the families are like going at war and they don't even know why. And they're clearly attracted to each other. Wes Brown is a fucking revelation for me because Wes Brown usually gets paired with Jessica Lowndes. I'm not a fan of that actress. And he was in a movie with her in fall. Same same um, season as Love, Fall, and Order. So obviously we love mm. that one. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't give him a second chance. I didn't, give, I, I didn't even bother with him. But now it's like, yes. Yes, Wes Brown. <laughs> they have a great chemistry. And I, I don't know, maybe it's Rachel Boston bringing all of this, but... I really like them. It was just, you know, cute. They were cute. Even with everything going on in this movie, I could focus on them more because their interactions were very much anchored in the rivalry that they did not care for, which mm -hmm. I really liked. The family were, were the kids in this movie, and they were like the grown-ups. And I love how, you know, they, they were clearly using the inns as an excuse to see each other more often. And I love how I, I wrote this down because he actually acknowledges how, in quotation marks, we're great together. And, you know, that's so refreshing for Hallmark movie, right? For for someone to call to call it out and say, you know, we were. So that that's great. I I agree with Wes Brown. I, I, I think he looks very sharp in this movie. You know, with his coat. Um I always the coats. I confuse him with Ryan Pavey a lot. 
they, they have the same kind of coloring. Smoldering, and I guess yeah. I, I haven't watched enough Wes Brown movies for me to make that distinction. So we'll I, fix that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hope they give him more stuff because, you know, he, he clearly knows what he's doing. And Rachel Boston is, is really, she's a sweetheart. This falls under those movies again that I'm like, I'm all geared up to watch. And then after <laughs> like 10 seconds, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this. <laughs> You probably have. But a rewatch, it, it's like merited because I think it, it's nice to see this after having seen Pumpkin Pie Wars. Because then you kind of see what Hallmark's playing at. And I like how they did this more. I like this more than Pumpkin Pie Wars. I For feel sure. like it's, it's a lot more seamless. It just feels a lot more fresh. And maybe it is because this movie is from 2019. I mean, it, it had all the cliches. Sure, I listed all of them. So we have the Grand Marshal, a town centennial, <laughs> snowball toss, Christmas basket making, Christmas trivia, pub quiz, bake off, uh, wreath making, SML, I wrote in my notes, Christmas dance. So yeah, if, if you're just really into Christmas, then check in to Christmas. <laughs> I have to say though, because there is dancing, I am down. Mm. She looked great. Like, the, the wardrobes are amazing. He looks great in his coats. She looked great. And I'm like, like, girl, that's what you packed for like the Christmas ball. Like, it looks amazing. But also you're way overdressed, but I love it. <laughs> in the same way that Caitlin Doubleday looks super good in her off-shoulder Christmas mm, dress. Like, yeah. wow. These yeah. girls are bringing out all the stops and I'm here for it. I think it was just more of like, where are you again? Like at the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> But Colorado, why? <laughs> exactly. You know what? Bring it, girl. They, they look great. I have no complaints. I have no complaints. Overall, check it out. I think, like, I mean, not highest on the list. I would say I gave it, like, average Average for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, average-ish. Mm-hmm. A little bit, slightly, slightly above, but not by much. But yeah, they're adorable. Need more of Rachel Boston. I looked at Wes Brown's this, um, filmography. I can't vouch for the rest of it, but this one was a good one. So check check out check into Christmas. So one from one in, we're moving to a ne- to another in in another <laughs> channel. I know that this is a Hallmark podcast, but yes. we couldn't not include this movie from the Lifetime channel. Um, this is same same Snowden Christmas, and the reason why we're we're putting this movie in is because it stars. Our absolute favorite couple, on, on-screen couple, not real-life couple, Bethany Joy Lenz and Andrew Walker. Jenna Hudson and Kevin Jenner are polar opposites, working for the same online publication in New York. With both having nowhere they want to be for Christmas, they volunteer for a special writing assignment. After a snow- snowstorm forces their plane to land in none other than Santa Claus, Indiana, the two are placed in a Christmas wonderland, and the focus of their story shifts to saving the historic town inn run by Carol and Christopher Winters. Our plane was grounded and we don't have anywhere to stay. My husband and I own a small inn. And I assure you, we are the coziest place around. It's decorated like Santa's village in here. Being a good journalist is finding the extraordinary in the ordinary. There's nothing scarier than love, but it's the only thing worth risking everything for. A few episodes ago, we talked about how sometimes Hallmark brings in magic, magical realism into their movies, and sometimes they get it really wrong. And I know this isn't a Hallmark movie, so okay, for this one, Lifetime did it really right. We're playing with a very modern-day couple who are bickering like cats and dogs the way um, Andrew Walker and Bethany Joy Lenz did in Bottled with Love which we love exactly. so much so they're doing it again but this time 
set against this mystery of whether the people who own the inn where they're at are actually Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I know. Hang hang with us guys. It gets it's 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 there. I don't care about <laughs> I mean it's ridiculous, but then it's very meta in that they know it's ridiculous. Like they're they're actually making fun of themselves for buying into this whole <laughs> Christmas, you know, Santa Claus Indiana thing, which is lovely. It's a slight it's done slightly different than what we're used to with Hallmark because it is a different channel. I feel <laughs> like the shots are messier, it it's like a lot more I don't know, snappy. It's it's zippier somehow. Um, the even the dialogue, it's a lot more it's a lot more dynamic, I feel. It's not super cookie cutter. Although they do cut a lot of Christmas cookies, cookies. <laughs> in, this, in this movie. I discovered this movie after being super obsessed with Bottled with Love. And then so I just had to look at their IMDP page. And then I, I remember like texting Patty like almost midnight, shocked <laughs> that they had another movie together. And it was older than Bottled with it's Love. Older. So this exactly. is from 2017. So I guess this was the first time they were paired up and their chemistry yeah. worked so well. So they were able to sell another movie to, to Hallmark. In bottled with love anyway back to snowden christmas what can i say i really love this movie i i watch it even when it's not christmas i love it so much i bought it on apple tv <laughs> in That's hd yeah. yeah yeah so i have it on my phone i have it on my tv i have it on my computer for emergencies <laughs> andrew walker bethany joyland's emergencies there's a lot there's yeah a lot. yeah <laughs> Speechless. No. And I can't blame you for being speechless because honestly, there's a reason why we discussed this last. Not only because it's not a Hallmark movie, but it's because it's a nice way to inspire Hallmark to be more than Hallmark. Like, guys, Lifetime is out Hallmarking you in your Hallmarkness. Like, you gotta step up your game. If a 2017 Lifetime movie can be this amazing, Hallmark 2020 better fucking bring it. <laughs> and maybe it's on us for not expanding our universe to like Hallmark Christmas movies because clearly they seem to be great. I know there's a Kevin McGarry one that we haven't seen what? yet. What? I did not yeah, know. There's a, Kevin, there's a Kevin McGarry Christmas movie. So you know what I mean? Like guys, we can be better. And not that this is, this is just like the inspiration. Please, you know what? You already saw how great Bethany Joyland's and Andrew Walker's chemistry is put a Christmas movie for them like beat this show them how you can make it better you guys started it you can ugh. I'm so frustrated with Hallmark sometimes mm, mm-hmm, uh, that mm-hmm. this is this is so refreshing I'm so glad that this exists in the world all plot weirdness aside and all that magical realism which I'm never really a fan of they pull it off so well all the montages of all the, you know, the baking and the rubbing flour off each other's faces. These are things we see in Hallmark. But they do it so well because it's it's Andrew and Bethany Joy. It's it's them at their finest. They've and to think this was before Bottle with Love. So clearly the chemistry is just off the fucking charts. He wants her to come home with him to Christmas on Christmas. He introduces her to his family. His interracial family his interracial family amazing amazing see lifetime ahead of the ahead of the curve keep up hallmark this is just like for me i put here what is perfection we need andrew walker and bjl in every movie every season every theme hallmark step up your fucking game lifetime is beating you at your own game don't freaking waste your money on homecoming for the holidays when you can (laughs) hire these two people who are gonna do such a the great movie 
one of my favorite scenes in this movie is right at the beginning. So they fly out of New York and they're competing, like who's gonna write the better article? They're on the plane and BJL is scared of flying and he's obviously, um, he's very casual. So, I mean, it's like Bottle With Love. He's kind of like the messy, you know, go with the flow guy and she's very, you know, she's very okay. straight. <laughs> and um, he pulls out this, it's not even a Game Boy, it's like from the 80s, like this football game, not even a Game & Watch. So it's like this really, this really clunky old toy and she's like what's that and she she snatches it out of his hands and starts playing and and he's like i i got the high score when i was 12 or something like that and she just beats (laughs) it right on the plane and and i love this sparring between the two of them that they just they just do so perfectly well um she's such a nerd you know she also has these glasses just like in bottled with love actually maybe she does she does have them in real life she's such a nerd and she wants to read the books and she's like invested in writing about the history of this inn and the architecture blah 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 and you know he wants to go explore and his idea of research is going to the coffee shops in the town and seeing the kids toboggan and all of that so it's just it's such a lovely it's such a lovely mishmash of two personalities blessed by by father christmas (laughs) at the winter's inn i mean what more could you ask for they have hot chocolate every day matching pajamas they have matching pajamas (laughs) i mean (laughs) this is a movie that also has so much in it but it works you have a fucking christmas mystery you have because again it's carried by really strong stars and really great banter Mm-hmm. And it, I remember when, like, when when you were rewatching this, we were texting about like I wonder how much of it is off script because it just sounds it just sounds natural. so natural and sporadic and it's like it's like they're really playing off each other's personalities. It's so wonderful. I like how she tells him eventually that you know she was adopted and she never had like you know a traditional Christmas and so he didn't want to see his family because he doesn't want to confront the fact that he hasn't been home because his dad has died and he doesn't want to see his family because it makes him sad but then he gets over that and he surprises her by driving her to his family home introducing her to his his lovely family and it's just it's just a great time of course we do have a conflict where you know they end up in a fight i actually kind of don't know what the hell they're fighting about it's like it's kind of like yeah we're friends and she get takes offense because like they shared a special moment together and like oh so you want to be friends it's one of those but okay i don't care because <laughs> like the when they're off. when they're fighting their faces are so like like an inch away from each other it's like oh my god <laughs> give me the christmas miracle i want yeah but they have all these like scenes where they're walking around town at 2 a.m in their pajamas and robes it's just it it's great. I like how after all those authentic conversations, they finally admit how she always felt she was invisible in the office. And he said he noticed her the first time on her first day. You know, we all want to hear that, right? I mean, come on! <laughs> I think I like that obviously you're right their chemistry is through the roof their banter is amazing but also i thought that these little tweaks or this, these little details about it of how if you know this in the very start of the movie she's very well polished she's super polished really like the straightest ponytail and then i think in one scene he mentions that he's never seen her hair down yeah like when they're making cookies yeah exactly and he likes it and then you see her progressively as they fall in love how she progressively kind of looks more and more 
natural and less I was gonna say disheveled she doesn't look disheveled but she looks great but like it's just less put together she, and let, I guess she she's more comfortable. Her, lets her hair down exactly a literal yeah. letting her hair down yeah and it's just so nice to see that progression in the way they style her like Bethany Joy Lance is a fucking delight all the leading ladies mm-hmm. uh, what, mm-hmm. what, what gems what gems also delightful was the boss so they they do echo the strong black <laughs> boss <laughs> in this Pro. movie but I, I like her she's fab and I like how it was confusing at first because like wait she she asks Bethany a lot about her personal life so I'm like okay wait are they friends is she a boss mm. what's going on but I think you know she she's like a mom figure to Bethany mm. Joy Lance in that you know she was kind of like rooting for the two of them to, to like each other and, and this is another one of those movies where yeah it's about writers so in the end there's like a never been kissed thing where you know that he he admits he falls in love with her and that was the Christmas miracle and oh we didn't mention there's like a third party here so this guy is from Good Witch yeah Yes, I know yeah. that now too. And on Goodwitch, he's like a simple guy. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird to see him like all polished and like in a suit here, but it works. It works. Mm-hmm. He's uh it was nice to see him. Nice mm-hmm. to see him. Yeah. <laughs> another familiar face on another exactly. on another network. This this movie was perfect for me. Perfection. It is. It really is. And I think that obviously if you were going to you know, wade outside the Hallmark universe. This is a high bar to clear, but Lifetime Channel, if this is how all your Christmas movies are, I'm fucking jumping ship. <laughs> this is amazing. I don't think it will be. I think this is one in a million, but, you know, we can hope. We can hope. I, I hope they have another movie together again. <sighs> Guys, key takeaway, please watch Snowed in Christmas because you can't go wrong with Andrew Walker and Bethany Childs. And when we're back, Mary Kill. segment of the episode we have Mary Kill again I hope I don't have to describe this episode this segment every time but uh, we choose among the five leading men in the five movies we discussed and pick between Shanghai and I who we would fuck who we would marry and who we would kill off so I will start (laughs) I sense some hesitation here (laughs) there is a lot of hesitation to be fair it was a hard this was hard for me for all of them but you know because they they were so good that you couldn't choose is that I don't it know. or more of like they were just all like uh, that i couldn't like for me the christmas movies the girls were amazing all the girls mm-hmm. like i would probably fuck mary and kill the girls much easier <laughs> mm-hmm. lesbian edition who knows but for my <laughs> fuck i'm going to say i would go for andrew walker's Ooh. character in snowden christmas he's got that bad boy-ish vibe and I feel like the reason why I didn't choose to marry him is I feel like I would be so tired because there's just so much energy energy yeah I would just be exhausted I I think I needed a more sedate you know Mary and he seems like a fun guy so yes yes I would fuck Andrew Walker's character in Snowed in Christmas (laughs) and too cocky for me but you know he pulls Mm. it off so I wouldn't kick him out at all same I'd go for Andrew Walker (laughs) is this our first shared fuck yeah is it? I and I mean, right, rightfully, uh, have it be so. Andrew Walker, right? I, I, for the same reasons as you, I, I think like he seems like a fun guy, and because the movie was like um set in almost like a vacation type thing, I felt like it was the appropriate setting for a fuck <laughs> <laughs> in our pajamas. Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you go home and then it's back to business kind That's of thing. That's true. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he has like that family, but. Yeah, not not it. It didn't sell me enough to to want to marry him. He didn't feel very mature. 
Mm. He's like messy in his yeah. apartment. Yeah, no, kind of like fact. Like that's how you yeah. fact. No, I just yeah. feel like I want a bit more of like. Although a you know he does know sign language and he can bake. He does. He does. But maybe but, an affling. So this is why it's just gonna be an affair for mm, us because mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with this on a daily basis. I feel like it would mm. get on my nerves. It's cute yeah. for a while, you know, but. I don't know. Realistically. Kind of too, too full of himself. A bit. A bit much. Mm-hmm. Just too tiring. All right. Well, who would we go home to then? So for my Mary. I oh, have... no. You're giggling. What's this? <laughs> I'm surprised because, again, I didn't <laughs> think this, this would be my choice. But I am choosing Brandon Ruth's character from Nine Lives. Oh, Christmas. my God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Would you believe him? I, I can't believe it. I'm not even a Brandon Ruth fan. Um, the reason why I chose him is because, yes, he's that player, but he's actually quiet. Like, they, they call him a player, but he's just dating one girl. He's dating this one model. So he's still, like, slightly... Like, he's still up. He's a serial monogamist, which is great. He's just not into commitment. But obviously, when he's chosen to commit, like, he chose to commit. I chose him because he's handy around the house. Like, he's fucking flipping mm. houses. That's useful. Uh, I think this is a common theme for you. Like, you like... <laughs> I yeah. think it comes from the fact... Sorry, Dad, not to out you, but my dad's not very handy around the house. And I think that that's something I want because I want someone that can help me be handy around the house. But, yeah, that's something, like, uh, I look for. Yeah, you're right. That's something I've called out again and again. I guess self-sufficient is great, right? Self-sufficient mm-hmm. is great, but he takes it a step further by flipping houses. And he's mm. just like quite caring to her and in denial. So, I like it. Oh my god, I like guys who are in denial. No! You, you like a bit of a challenge, no, do you? No, I don't you? like challenge. <laughs> I don't like challenge. Wrong, 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 wrong answer. No, but yeah, I would choose Brandon's character. How about you, Chinga? Uh, as opposed to you, your love of a challenge, I would, I would go, I would marry someone who is not challenging at all, and I would go for Adrian Grini. <laughs> because... Even with the kids? Got a house. Yeah. Because he's got a house. Because he's not like old dad. You know what uh, I mean? He's like yeah. young dad. Yes, yes. But he's not like, He's not, like, trying to be cool, Dad, yeah. either. <laughs> so I like that he's got a big house. He's got a big house. <laughs> he's got a stable job. Yeah. So that I think that's my rep, rep, repetitive thing. I keep looking for stability. <laughs> yeah. This is slowly turning into a yeah, no. armchair psychologist <laughs> podcast. But anyway, yeah. And I just... I just like the look of him. Like, I would like to look at that face forever. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. don't blame you. I, I think the one downside, I think I, I think Brandon Routh's character with the caveat that he quits being a firefighter because I couldn't deal with, like, the stress. Oh, yeah. Given he can flip houses, like, there is a, there's, a, there's an income source. So it's not like he would completely be incapable of providing... I would also be working, obviously. This is a partnership. <laughs> but yeah, I think we could flip houses together. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, I like that you've got a plan. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's a plan, obviously. I can't believe you chose someone with the kids. I, I'm surprised. I, I did, the kids didn't irritate me. Uh-huh. So I guess, uh-huh. so you, you okay. know what? I think our, our whole thing like that we've learned over the last seven episodes is that if you're good looking enough, <laughs> you can get away with anything. And if you're, you're that handsome... I will take the kids. She'll take the kids. You know what? Universe, listen to Chingai. If you're that handsome. Oh my god. (laughs) Stay tuned. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I think for once he's not a photographer though. So interesting. 
that's that's great. That's great. <laughs> you know, someone stable, like yeah. in just in that house. Yeah, exactly. Works from home, you know, because we're all working from home these days. Yeah. Okay, and for my kill, this breaks my heart because I chose oh, this no. movie. I would kill Homecoming for the holidays, guy. <sighs> it was so hard. I specifically enjoyed Homecoming for the holidays because I find Stephen Hazar so handsome. He looks mm. like a puppy dog most of the time. He looks like a golden retriever, you know, just like trying to, you know, uh, yeah. make you happy. You're right. But also has that kind of like dumb look on his face. No, you know what I wrote down in my notes? He's kind of like a glassy-eyed zombie. He's glassy, yeah. Cause, yeah, because it's but like, it's just this blank stare on yeah. his face, but like not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. You know what? Sometimes you're just okay with that blah. But unfortunately, I had to choose one. So I chose him with a heavy heart. Because again, I really enjoyed the movie last year because of him, because of how handsome he was. So I don't know what that says about me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I've grown up. A year later, I'm more mature, and I've now decided to kill him. So yeah, sorry, Stephen Azar. I really find you attractive. I just had to kill someone. So, mm-hmm. sorry. I mean, echoing your sentiments... I really find Brandon Ralph attractive, but I'm gonna have to kill him. I'm gonna have to kill your husband. Oh my gosh, interesting. Yeah, I'm killing him. Because I just, I want someone who prioritizes me. Ooh. Fuck, what does problematic people? <laughs> and he, he does not, pri- I mean, he didn't want to commit to the cat. He didn't want to, he didn't want to even admit that he was attractive to her. I mean, but he it took the whole, it took the fire chief to, to you know, make him say that he found her attractive and all of that. I don't want to have to force anyone to like me, so I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> oh my god, Shingai, what is wrong with me? Clearly, I still have some issues uh, that you, I You're gonna to have to do a lot of thinking after yeah. we end this call. We do. Um, and with that, I'm ending the call, because I need to go, I don't know, question my life choices now. No, but yeah, the, what a great set of, and, and very insightful for you and I to uh, kickstart mm. another uh, armchair psychology session that we need to do clearly <laughs> and resolve our issues. And I want to say thanks, Chingai. Thanks, it's been Patty. A while, but this is always enjoyable. And thanks, everyone, for sitting through another crazy episode of us babbling in this space. We're really excited for like the upcoming Christmas episodes, but I think we'll probably have another non-Christmas episode in between. So if you guys have any themes or movies that you want us to talk about, please, please do tweet at us at Make It Hallmark. That's unfortunately we couldn't put but in the Twitter handle, so it's just at Make It Hallmark. Shanghai and I tweet a lot about all the other Hallmark movies we've watched that don't make it to the episode. Uh, and yeah, that's where we get replies and retweets from all the stars like Chris Palaha, Love of Our Life. Yeah, so, and Paul Campbell. Exactly. Or just Paul. Paul. Or just Paul. Paul C. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so please follow us there. And if you haven't subscribed, I guess subscribe. I hope this is, we're not very consistent, but we're going to try to be a bit more consistent in our releases. So we're working on that. We hope you, yeah, you, you, this gets you to watch at least one of, one of these movies. Have it with a cup of hot chocolate and lots of marshmallows. The Hallmark way. The Hallmark way. The only way. Alright, thanks guys. We'll we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye!